I'm Stephanie. I'm 27 years old and I grew up in Calvert County, Maryland. Um, I kind of struggled off and on through school. In my last year of high school is when I really started to kind of experiment with drugs. I went straight to doing cocaine and oxy-80s. You know, it, it went downhill really fast after that. I was constantly isolating. I was constantly not feeling well. As soon as I came in from day one, it's been nothing but love in this entire program. For the last three decades, our recovery center has been a hub of alcohol and drug treatment within the Baltimore city area. A few of our clients were willing to be transparent and share their stories of hope and recovery. Growing up, I had that typical familyhood, I guess you could say. Um, I kind of struggled off and on through school, and um, I actually brought it up to my parents and told them that I wanted to talk to somebody, like a therapist or something, to figure out why I was having such a hard time. And of course, my parents kind of dismissed it. So they basically said it was just a mind over matter thing. In my Last year of high school is when I really started to kind of experiment with drugs, but I didn't really start out the way, the, the typical way, I guess, of um, experimenting. I went straight to doing cocaine and oxy-80s. Um, so there was no really gateway drug for me or anything like that. I did that for about eight, eight or nine months um, on a daily basis. And thankfully, I didn't feel myself physically addicted yet, so I was able to kind of step away. Um, but once I did step away is when I kind of turned more to alcohol than anything. Um, I was going to house parties almost every night. And um, one night in particular was the one night that really scared me and I stopped drinking from. Um, I actually blacked out for two days and I didn't know where I was. So that scared me, you know, and I ended up staying on the straight and narrow for probably about six months or so. Um, and then I met my son's father. You know, it, it went downhill really fast after that. I was constantly isolating. I was constantly not feeling well. Things kind of came to a head when a family member actually got in contact with CPS, which is um, it's Child Protective Services in Anne Arundel County, um, because my six-year-old was around me every day all day so they thought that he was you know he wasn't in the best environment which to be honest he wasn't I should have done a lot more than what I had um, 
I always made sure that he had what he needed, but not necessarily what he wanted. And that includes, you know, the attention, the affection, and things of that nature. Um, because in order for me to kind of be a mother at that point, I had to have something in my system. Because if I was ill, I was completely useless. I didn't do anything. Um, I pretty much just laid in bed and watched movies, and that was it. So, you know, once CPS got involved, we, my, his father and I signed him over to my mother. And my mother was taking care of him for a few months, and then she ended up finding herself into some issues. So she ended up moving in with my sister-in-law, where she took my son. Um, and things were better for him there than they ever were with anybody else. So we ended up signing him over to my sister-in-law. She got him enrolled in school, and he's excelling in everything that he does now. You know, he's making such good progress that I couldn't, I couldn't wish for anybody better than who he's with now. Thankfully, with them basically handling that whole mom aspect of my life right now, I get to focus on me, and that's something I've never done. You know, ever since I had my son, it was always about him or how I'm going to get well. You know, it was those two things that I always worried about, and that was it. Um, so now that they have him, and that's one less thing that I have on my plate, you know, I can kind of get down to the main reason why I think I started to use drugs in the first place or why I even became an addict, you know, um, and that's what I like about being in here. You know, I've been in other treatment facilities before. Um, this is my third one since August. And the other places I was at, they gave me the information on how to correct my behaviors and all of that, but they didn't exactly tell you how. And since I've been here, you know, the facilitators here not only give you the information on how to correct what you're doing, but they also teach you how to do it. You know, whether it's with their little lesson plans that they come up with or whatever it is, you know, somehow it gets it gets into your mind and you're able to kind of say, okay, well, I need to do this in order to change this behavior. And honestly, like, this is the program that I've needed because if I can't figure out how to change my behaviors and I just have the information, I'm never going to change. So it's... It's broken down in such an easy and understandable way. It's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to kick an addiction, especially when you don't understand why you're using in the first place. And being in here, it just kind of, it gives you a sense of relief, you know, not only because it's a long-term program, but also because everybody in here is so supportive, you know, whether it's staff, other clients, you know, people that have been through the program, you know, anybody will tell you all day long, you're doing a good job, keep up the good work. And I, that's something that I think us as addicts aren't used to hearing. And that's probably the main reason why I've really stuck and stayed this time is because as soon as I came in from day one, it's been nothing but love in this entire program. Um, it's, it's like a whole nother level you know they say na and aa it's a whole nother family and you know being in pal like that is another family all in itself you know you create relationships with people and you can watch them grow and they watch you grow and it's it's great to have those connections you know especially 
once you get to a certain point in your recovery in here, then you're able to branch out and you can go to meetings or, you know, go to work or do all different, all different types of things, but it's still completely centered and correlated around recovery. And that's what I love about it. Because as soon as I stop focusing on me and my recovery is when I find myself slipping up. So being in here, it kind of keeps it a a forefront focus, you know, so you're never really distracted from it. You're, that's the one main thing that you're always concentrating on. I can't wait until the day that I can be a happy and healthy, clean mom, you know, for my six-year-old. Everybody always says, you know, you can't do this for anybody else but yourself. And that's true. You know, you yourself can't change unless you truly want it. But he is my main motivation. You know, um, the time that I'm missing with him, um, the holidays, you know, it's hard. But I feel like as long as I complete this program and I stick to it, you know, it'll be my last time ever having to miss that. My name is Tonette. Um, I think I'm a very caring, giving person. I love people. I love talking. Just I like meeting new people. Um, <laughs> I've always been told um, um, I would call. I had the nickname growing up called Friendly Frida. <laughs> that meant I was always willing to talk to anybody, anybody on the bus stop, in the store, wherever. You know, I'm always you always find me talking to someone, and um. I grew up in East Baltimore. That's where I'm from. Um, I'm the middle of three kids, known as the black sheep of the family. <laughs> and um, I had a pretty good upbringing. Um, my mom was there, my dad was there part-time. And for the most part, I had a good upbringing. I don't know, I wasn't much of a... In high school, I pretty much stayed to myself. I didn't have a lot of friends. Like you know, everybody grew up in cliques. You know, that you know, a gay, you know, a group of girls that hung out. I wasn't one to hang in a group of girls. I always pretty much stayed off to myself. But I was well known. People knew me, but I was known to be by myself. You know, you know, Tony. You know, Tony'd always be by herself, and, and that's how people knew me. Tony, that dressed neat, that stayed to herself. That's what I was known as in high school. Um, I didn't have any high school boyfriends or high school crushes, and um, I didn't finish high school. That's one of the things I want to go back and correct, but I didn't finish high school. I was introduced to drugs when I was like about uh, 26 or 27 years old. Uh, No, I was much younger than that. I was like about um, 23 years old because my daughter was like about three years old then. And um, I got curious one night and bored and decided to try it. And I used by myself for like about three months without anyone knowing. And uh, one day a friend of mine came by and she used to go out prostituting. And it was pretty late at night. And um, I really felt bad for her. You know, I didn't feel, didn't feel safe for her. And I told her, I said, I don't want you to go out there. I don't feel safe. And 
She came back downstairs, and when she came downstairs, I had everything laid out on the table, and she was surprised. And that was the first time I used with anybody. And um, from that night on, I mean, that's the night that I can remember when everything really started, you know, me using. And from that night on, it was just ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. And before I knew it, I just start losing things, lost my house, furniture, and just things. I start losing things and um, isolated myself away from my family so that they wouldn't know that I was using. And uh, one day I got tired and invited my family, you know, to my apartment and, um, you know, asked my mom to take my daughter for me for a little while so that I can go get myself together. And it started from that point, which I never did. She took my daughter for a little while, and I still used that time to get high freely without having to worry about my daughter for a couple of months. And um, and that was that was the start of the the end of my life as I knew it. Drugs has taken it's taken everything. It's it's just it took over my life. You know, I anything anything that I learned or had before the age of 23 or 24 when it started I no longer have them things it, it's pretty much a dark memory for me you know ever since you know after my life changed you know all I know is the drug life you know to sell drugs to use drugs the stealing the boosting everything that goes along with using drugs you know, going to the store, stealing large quantity of clothes or shoes or whatever, and going out on the street and selling it on the street. My low point was um, when my dad got sick. He had already suffered a stroke, and um, and I was still in contact with him off and on because he was a uh, um, drug user too, and. Um, I was um, living in a, a rooming house with um, my boyfriend then and his dad and a couple of more people. And like I said, I had isolated away from my family. My daughter was really the only one that I was in constant contact with. And I received a call from her at 6 o'clock in the morning, and um, she told me that my father was in the hospital. He had been there for two days, and my family was trying to find me for two days. And... Um, by the time I got to the hospital, he was on life support. And I just got there in the nick of time just to make the decision whether to take him off the off of life support or not. And I really, really, I, I really regret, you know, having to make that decision. But, you know, not being in contact with my family to be able to say goodbye to my dad, you know, before he left here. That's, that was the really low point. That was the point of my life when I... I think I start coming back around, you know, I, I would, you know, I, in my mind, I was fighting back and forth with myself to, you know, leave these, you know, leave the drugs alone because, um, my dad died from a heart attack, but, um, it was also because of a drug overdose, you know, so that was, um, when I started trying to regain my composure, so to speak. I was staying with a so-called friend of mine and we had, um, we had, uh, you know, had an argument. So, you know, I knew my daughter had her own place, so I figured I'll go stay with my daughter. And I called my daughter, and, you know, I told her what was going on. And um, to my surprise, she said, Ma, you need to get yourself together. 
She said, I can't do this, Ma. She said, you need to get yourself together. She's married. She has a son. And, you know, they start their own family. You know, they had their own family. They start their own traditions and stuff. And um, my daughter called here, called Pal, and she got all the information. And she called me the next morning and said, um, Ma, can you be ready by 11 o'clock? I didn't know where I was going. You know, I just thought she was coming to get me to go to her house. And she came and picked me up, and she told me she had found a program that was um, six to eight months called PAL. And I've never heard of PAL before. Never knew anything about this part of Broadway. And um, we came here. Her and my mother came and picked me up. Now, before then, my mother and I hadn't spoken in two years. The day I came to PAL was the first time I had seen or talked to my mother in two years. When they brought me here, I knew nothing about this program. I figured, well, I'll just go in and see what they're talking about. And um, <laughs> the nurse talked to me, and she told me all about the program. And, you know, I you know, start filling out the paperwork and stuff. So I asked, I said, so, well, would I come back tomorrow or something? She said, no, <laughs> you're coming with us today. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And, you know, in my mind, I wanted to go get one more. No, you know, I'm not going to be able to stay today. Maybe I'll come back tomorrow. She said, no, you're going to stay today. You're not going anywhere. And, um, you know, she was standing in a joking joking manner, but I'm glad I stayed because I haven't left. And six months later, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Graduated 31st of this month. Completely changed my life for the best. This deciding to stay November the 9th, 2018, was the best decision thus far I've made, really. It has really changed everything. I now have a relationship with my mother. My daughter and I are on the best terms possible. I have a six-year-old grandson, and I just, I feel like I have to do this for me. But... I really have to do this because I want to see what type of man he's going to grow up to be. If the things that I instilled in my daughter has carried on to my grandson and the outcome of that, I really want to be around to see that. Everyday lives are being transformed in Southeast Baltimore through the Power Recovery Center. If you or someone you love needs to be in treatment, please contact our staff at 410-276-1773 or you can visit our website at powerrecovery.com.